Welcome to Things Leaders Do, the podcast that uncovers the secrets of becoming an extraordinary leader. If you're a leader who's constantly seeking growth, inspiration, and tangible ways to level up your leadership, then you've come to the right place. Remember, the world needs exceptional leaders, and that leader is you. Now, here's your host, Colby Morris. Welcome back, leaders, to another episode of Things Leaders Do, or as I like to call it, the TLD Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Morris. So let me first address what may be obvious. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather today, so my voice might be a bit off from usual. I want to say thank you to everyone who's reached out to me after the last couple of podcasts about culture. I've heard some some stories about some good, healthy cultures and some not great culture some of you are currently dealing with, and I'm sorry. Uh, Mary, in particular, is in a bad situation, but she said she is determined to start with her department and make a difference starting there, which is exactly where you should be starting, Mary. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that. Today, we're going to dive into a critical part of the leadership process, succession planning. We've got a lot to cover on this one. Succession planning is not just a 2020s buzzword, okay? It's a strategic tool for any organization that's looking to secure its future. At its core, succession planning is about um, identifying and developing potential leaders in the organization to ensure what, what should be a relatively seamless transition whenever those key positions become vacant. The importance of succession planning cannot be overstated. It's literally a safeguard against leadership vacancies. It ensures continuity, it retains intellectual capital, and it promotes a a culture of preparedness. Think of it as basically future-proofing your organization. If you want to reduce costs associated with recruiting and retention, the way to do that is through your succession plan. Ideally, what this means is that when someone leaves, your recruiter can just look at the succession plan and see if anyone has been identified as a successor. And if they've reached all the qualifications and skills needed for that position, well, that's great. If someone is identified, awesome. Put them in. If no one is identified as ready, then you know to post that position as quickly as possible. Now, let's talk about implementing career pathing as a foundational part of succession planning. You're like, wait a minute, what's this career pathing? Well, career pathing involves basically outlining a clear trajectory for an employee's career progression within the organization. It's it's not just about moving up the hierarchy, but it can also be about lateral moves that maybe just broaden the skill sets. Every employee should be able to look at where they are and know exactly what positions they can work toward and what it takes to get there. Creating career paths provides employees with with like a roadmap for their professional development. It aligns their goals and their and um, anything they're aspiring to with the organizational objectives. This clarity it not only boosts employee engagement, but it, it serves as this vital component for succession planning. So 
let's delve into the benefits of a robust succession plan. Like that word, robust. First, it mitigates risk. See, without a plan in place, a sudden departure of a key leader can be absolute chaos. And you and I both know that departure can be sudden. And to keep it positive, positive, let's just say they won the lottery. (laughs) Succession planning, uh, it ensures that there are qualified individuals ready to step into those crucial roles, which ultimately prevents disruptions. Secondly, it fosters the culture of continuous learning. See, when employees see a clear path for advancement, they're more likely to invest in their professional development. That, in turn, enhances the overall skill level within the entire organization. Another key benefit is improved morale and culture. Hey, people love knowing that the organization is invested in their growth and it has a plan for their future that motivates employees. And here's something that can't be overstated. It's a powerful retention tool. It reduces the likelihood of top talent seeking opportunities elsewhere. They want to stay. People want to be a part of an organization that actively develops them for next steps. Now, let's talk about how to implement succession planning effectively. It starts with identifying key positions within the entire organization and understanding the competencies that are required for success in that role. The other way I've done this successfully is to identify all the leadership positions in the organization and begin with the process of creating succession plans for all of them. Once you've identified the roles, you need to assess the current talent pool. Who has the potential and the desire to grow into these roles? Now, we talked about this quite a bit. Don't put someone in the succession plan if they have zero desire to be a leader. Some people just want to be a rock star at what they do, and they don't want to be lumped into a leadership role. And hear this. That is okay. Maybe they just aren't ready yet. Or maybe they just don't have that desire. Hear this. Their path is not your path. What happens when we promote the rock star who didn't want to promote? You know, well, we often promote them and we give them little to no training for that position. And then we hold them to this whole new level of accountability they didn't ask for and weren't trained for. And when it doesn't work out, we end up having to let them go. And now you not only have a leadership opening again, but you also lost your highest performer. So develop a comprehensive training and development program to bridge skill gaps. You need to make sure that the the person's leader can point to specific areas of improvement as part of the plan. Okay, it needs to be very specific, no vague plans here. The leader needs to be invested in this process. Then provide uh, mentors, find coaches to guide these aspiring leaders. Encourage cross-functional experiences to broaden their understanding of the organization, especially if you don't have strong leaders in that person's direct line of leadership. Pair them with a mentor in another division, but get them some help. 
At this point, communication is vital. You have to make sure that employees are aware of the career paths available to them and the skills required to progress. This transparency not only motivates individuals, but it helps in creating this talent pipeline. How do you do that? Well, you base everything off of your job descriptions. Your job description should have the necessary qualifications to be hired for that particular role. It should spell out what's next for that position as the person develops. That's the career pathing. All right, let me bring this to you with a real-world example. I've seen organizations like Upbring, which is a nonprofit in Austin, where we successfully implemented succession planning by also integrating it into a performance management system. By tying it all together, it just made more sense. We implemented the succession plan for all the leadership positions with multiple work groups or divisions, and then I believe it was six, four to six layers deep at each position. Each manager was and is responsible for identifying their ready now replacement as well as their ready in one to three years person. With each, they had to identify areas of opportunity, but also they had to state the reasons why they were considering that person for succession in the first place. See, it's the combination of many things that makes for a successful succession plan. Say that five times real fast. The process goes from job description to career pathing, from career pathing to the succession plan. And then to make sure that we capture all the experience, you'll need a tool that can, that can speak to the skills used in that role. For us, we created a tool called the Supervisory Skills Verification Form, the SSVF. In this case, we went through the job descriptions and made a list of the most common supervisory responsibilities or skills, and then completed the list with what we identified as what the building blocks of leadership are. I'll go over that form on a different podcast, but we can now use that, that form for internal candidates to identify their leadership skills when they apply for these internal positions. It's an incredible way for those people who may not even be in a role that is technically considered a leadership role to showcase what they've done in relation to having those supervisory skills. Now, we've talked extensively here at TLD about regularly scheduled discussions and one-on-ones. Part of those discussions should be about career aspirations and development goals. It should become a standard part of employee-manager conversations. Some companies use mentorship programs to connect potential leaders with like seasoned executives. They provide guidance and insights. These mentorship relationships, they become instrumental. <laughs> They're really important in shaping the future leaders of the organization. Of course, no plan is without challenges, right? Uh, common obstacles include the cast of the usual suspects. First one that comes to mind, you probably already guessed. Resistance to change. Change is easy. You go first. <laughs> The perception of favoritism, that's another one. And, uh, of course, the fear of creating internal competition, uh, which can be done in a healthy way and I think is absolutely a great part of what this does. To overcome these challenges, though, uh, leadership needs to communicate the benefits clearly. Okay, 
You need to involve the employees in the process. You got to ensure transparency in this decision-making. So as we, as we wrap up, remember that succession planning is not a one-time event, but it's an ongoing process. I always suggest managers go into the succession plan as often as possible to update the forms and the information. Uh, ideal would be a quarterly update. That would be the ideal cadence, sir. This still requires dedication. <laughs> you got to be adaptable and you have to have a real commitment to the growth of your team. The dividends, however, are incredible. A resilient organization ready to face the future with confidence. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Things Leaders Do. If you found this discussion valuable, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review, please. Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn or the show's Instagram. Both of those are linked in the show notes. And let me know your thoughts on succession planning. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, because that's what leaders do. Thank you for listening to Things Leaders Do. If you're looking for more tips on how to be a better leader, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and listen to next week's episode. Until next time, keep working on being a better leader by doing the things that leaders do.